Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is 11.16 p.m. on Sunday, October 14, 2018. Good evening, everyone. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. And we, of course, welcome you to a late edition of our weekly promo here for all of our shows this week here in the WCWS Radio Network. We'll, we'll keep you informed as to <coughs> excuse me, what will take place on all of our shows this week and also where our, our live videos will be taking place. Plus, also, we'll have, you, we'll have you, of course, our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, as well as, of course, some quick wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. So let's go ahead and bring you, of course, first off, our wrestling history for today, October the 14th. <clears throat> yes, 29 years, years ago today, which was put in at, let's see, yes, 1989 in Providence, Rhode Island. Tito Santana defeated Rick Martel to win the 1989 King of the Ring Tournament. Other participants included Akeem, Brutus Beefcake, Hercules Hernandez, Jim Neidhart, The Warlord, Butch Miller, Bad News Brown, Bill Woods, Luke Williams, Nikolai Volkov, Jimmy Snuka, The Barbarian, Haku, and Terry Taylor. 16 years ago today, which was put in at 2002, on Raw from Montreal, Chris Jericho and Christian defeated the Hurricane and Kane to win the WWE World Tag Team titles. Twelve years ago today, which we put it at 2006, at CZW Last Team Standing from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Kings of Wrestling, Chris Hero and Claudio Castagnoli, who of course we now know as Cesaro, defeated the H8 Club, Justice Payne and Human Tornado, who was substituted for Nick Gage, to win the CZW World Tag Team titles. At the time of their win, the duo now had the tag titles in CZW, Chikara, and Ring of Honor at the same time. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, 11 years ago today, 2007, TNA presented Bound for Glory from the Gwinnett Center in Duluth, Georgia. In a pre-show dark match, the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, defeated Joey Matthews and Johnny Swinger. In another pre-show dark match, Miss Brooks defeated Shafay. That's how I pronounce that. 
As for the mat, regular, as for the actual matches from Bound for Glory, LAX, Homicide, and Hernandez defeated Triple H, Senshi, and Elix Skipper in an Ultimate X match to become the number one contenders for the TNA World Tag Team titles. Eric Young defeated Robert Roode, James Storm, BG James, Kip James, Lance Hoyt, Jimmy Rave, Chris Harris, Chris Saban, Alex Shelley, Kaz, Petey Williams, Junior Fatu, who was, of course, Rikishi, Havoc, Sharkboy, and Sanjay Dutt in a fight for the right reverse battle royal. AJ Styles and Tomko defeated Truth and Consequences, who was Ron Killings, who is our truth in WWE, and Consequences Creed, who is now Xavier Woods in WWE, collectively called Team Pac-Man with Adam Pac-Man Jones, to win the TNA World Tag Team titles. Jay Lethal defeated Christopher Daniels to retain the TNA X Division title. The Steiner brothers defeated Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon, in a two-out-of-three tables match. Gail Kim defeated Roxy Laveau to become the first TNA Knockouts champion. Other participants in the Gauntlet Battle Royal included Tracy Brooks, Shelly Martinez, Jackie Moore, Christy Hemme, Awesome Kong, Angel Williams, Talia Madison, and ODB. Samoa Joe defeated Christian Cage with Matt Morgan as a special enforcer. Abyss defeated Raven, Rhino, and Black Rain. Of course, Black Rain was, of course, Goldust, of course, Dustin Rhodes, in a Monsters Ball match. And Sting defeated Kurt Angle to win the TNA World Heavyweight title. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes. Nine years ago today, we put it 2009, Louis Vincent Albano, known to many as many fans as Captain Lou Albano, sadly died of a massive heart attack in his home in Westchester County, New York. He was 76 years old. Born, born on July 29, 1933, to Italian-American parents in Rome. Lou was one of the family for whom would die before adulthood. Albano was a two-sport athlete in high school and was the captain of the football team which is how he got the nickname that would stick with him throughout his entire career. He received full scholarship offers from over 30 different schools before deciding on the University of Tennessee. However, poor behavior and cheating on a final exam got him kicked out of college. He joined the Army, but an injury from his childhood aggravated from his, from his, childhood aggravated from his football playing got him honorably discharged after just eight months. Against his father's wishes, Lou tried his hand at boxing, but through family friend and distant cousin Lou Duva, of course, the same Lou Duva that was in Piper's corner at WrestleMania 2 in that boxing match with Mr. T, Lou tried wrestling at the suggestion of boxing promoter and future WWF president Willie Glitzenberg. Trained by Soldier Barry, Albano broke into the wrestling business in 1952, began as babyface leaping Lou Albano, became more established after getting cut on his forehead in a non-wrestling-related incident. Lou purposely decided not to let the scar heal, and the Mount Vernon Mauler was born. Litzenberg then introduced Albano to Capital Wrestling Corporation's Vince McMahon Sr., a relationship that would ruin for the remainder of his career. His success was minimal, but found success on the tag team circuit with Tony Altamore, winning tag team championships in 1961 and 1967. Lou also found a bit of hot water as Albano and Altamar were portraying a Sicilian Mafia gimmick 
and the actual Chicago Mafia caught wind of it and were asked not to refer to themselves as Mafia. In 1970, Bruno San Martino suggested that Albano would be better served as a manager, as he was limited as a wrestler, but gold on the microphone. The decision would end the 10-year tag team partnership with Altamar, but the two remained close friends until Tony's death in 2003. Albano's first managerial job was with, was with promising wrestler Oscar Crusher Verdue. Albano's ability to rile up audiences led to a massive Square Garden main event in June 1970. The event would be a sellout for the building at the time, first five years for a wrestling event. The feud brought consecutive record-breaking gates for the Garden, and, all, and although uh, Verdi or Verdue would be shifted to the background, it put the bombastic Albano on the map as a top heel manager in the WWWF. Lou was the manager for Ivan Koloff when he ended the seven-year championship run of Bruno San Martino. After the match, Koloff and Albano were rushed out of the building to a nearby cab, as the crowd, which was silent in the moments immediately after the bout, began to riot. An angry mob surrounded the cab, so Albano, his wife, and a family friend rushed to a nearby bar, and the angry mob threw mud and objects at the bar. It cost Vincent Mann Sr. some $27,000 in damages, over $150,000 today, so it was a lot of damage, but it proved Albano was a, was a heck of a heat magnet. Yes, indeed. Koloff would lose the WWF title just three weeks later, and Lou would never again manage a world heavyweight champion, despite spending more than a decade trying to do so. He would manage a pair of Intercontinental champions, and of course Don Morocco and Greg Valentine, and manage 15 teams for the WWF tag team titles, including the Valiant Brothers, the Wild Samoans, the Blackjacks, the Moondogs, the U.S. Express, the British Bulldogs, and the Head Shrinkers. Albino's wrestling career high came in the 1980s as part of the Rock and Wrestling Connection. Albino, after meeting Cindy Lauper and through the suggestion of Lauper's manager David Wolf, appeared in the Girls Just Want to Have Fun video as the singer's father. His character would carry over to WWF TV, where Albino would run down Lauper's success, and Cindy hit Lou with, with a purse. The duo settled their differences via proxies at the brawl to end it all in July of 1984. The Wendy Richter Fabulous Moolah match which was also for the WWF Women's title, would be the most watched show in MTV history at the time. Lopper's charge Richter defeated Albino's charge Mula via the loaded purse of doom. Around the time of the event, Albino became involved in multiple charities, most notably those dealing with multiple sclerosis. His away from the ring involvement with rival Lopper turned him face pretty much by default after more than 30 years as a heel. While giving an award to Lopper, Lou and David Wolf were attacked by Cowboy Bob Morton and Roddy Piper, with Hulk, with Hulk Hogan coming in to break, to break up the fracas. The events would lead to Albino getting back in the ring at the war to settle the score in January 1985, which would in turn lead to the first WrestleMania a couple months later. Lou would leave the WWF in 1986 and return briefly in 1994. and would make many TV and movie appearances into the 1990s, most famously as Mario, on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, based on the Super Mario Brothers series of video games. He had cameos on 227, Hey Dude, Miami Vice, and a recurring spot on the 1980s version of Hollywood Squares. He played a bad guy version of himself in the wrestling movie Body Slam and had a role, and ha and had a role in the show Wise Guys. In addition to appearing in Girls Just Want to Have Fun, 
Captain Lou would appear in three other Cindy Lauper music videos, and Cindy would write the foreword for Albino's autobiography, often imitated, never duplicated, in 2008. Lou, at the time of his death, was, was survived by his wife of 56 years, Jerry, whom he stayed faithful to, to, which was a rarity among wrestlers of his era. Also has four children and 14 grandchildren. Albino is a member of the WWE Hall of Fame class in 1996, the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame class of 2009, and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame class of 2012. Seven years ago today, put it at 2011, WWE SmackDown surpasses Gunsmoke for the second most episodes by a weekly episode TV series ever with 624. They celebrated it with a 41-man battle royal, the largest in WWE history. Randy Orton wins last eliminating the Miz to earn a championship match of his choosing. In the main event, Randy Orton defeats Mark Henry by DQ in a World Heavyweight title match. But, of course, Mark Henry retains the belt. <clears throat> Let's see. Six years ago today, 2012, TNA presents Bound for Glory from the Grand Canyon Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. RVD defeated Zima Ion to win the TNA X Division title. Samoa Joe defeated Magnus to retain the TNA TV title. James Storm defeated Bobby Roode in a Falls Count Anywhere match with King Mo as special enforcer. Joey Ryan defeated Al Snow. Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez defeated AJ Styles and Kurt Angle and the team of Christopher Daniels and Kazarian in a three-way match to win the TNA World Tag Team titles. Tara, of course we know her, remember her as Victoria, defeated Miss Tessmacher to win the TNA Women's Knockout title. Post-match, Tara debuted her boyfriend, Jesse Goddard's a Big Brother thing. Aces of Eights defeated Bully Ray and Sting in a no-DQ tag team match. And Jeff Hardy defeated Austin Aries to win the TNA World Heavyweight title. Five years ago today, we put it at 2013, on Raw from St. Louis, Missouri, Cody Rhodes and Goldust defeated The Shield, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins to win the WWE Tag Team titles. Today, ladies and gentlemen, it is a, it is a <clears throat> let's see. Happy, yes, happy 39th birthday for former WWE diva and WCW Nitro girl turned dancer and actress Stacey Keebler. Born in Rosedale, Maryland, Keebler took up dancing, ballet, and jazz at an early age. Growing up, she would get small modeling and acting gigs, and at just age 18, Keebler became a cheerleader for the Baltimore Ravens. She attended Townsend University on a partial scholarship studying mass communication. Stacy broke into the wrestling business in 1999 by entering a contest to become a WCW Nitro Girl. She bested over 300 other prospects for the spot and also $10,000. As Nitro Girl Sky, she was doing triple duty, dancing, cheerleading, and attending school full-time. Keebler would become more prominent in WCW programming as Miss Hancock, the manager of standards and practices, Lenny Lane and Lodi but it's her essential dancing that got her noticed. During that time, she came up with what would be her signature ring entrance, stepping through the middle rope with a longer-than-necessary bend. It was, of course, it was a breeze with her 42-inch legs, but Keebler is, at the time, 5'11". Keebler would briefly date David Flair, both on and off-screen, leading the feuds with Kimberly Page, Daphne, and Major Guns. The feud featured an infamous pregnancy angle, 
in which Stacy was kicked in the stomach, causing a miscarriage. She was taken off TV shortly after breaking up with David Flair. She would return under her real name until WCW's closing in March of 2001. Stacy would be retained by the WWF in the buyout and debuted that summer in Baltimore as a distraction for Rhino during a hardcore match against Test. Later that summer, Stacy would team with real-life BFF Tori Wilson as part of the Alliance group and would later manage the Dudley Boys. After the partnership with the Dudleys ended, Stacy would chase Trish Stratus and the WWF Women's title, but she would never defeat Stratus in a match. Stacy briefly became Vincent Mann's personal assistant slash on-screen mistress following the 2002 WWE draft, where she landed on the SmackDown roster. It was phased out that summer when Stephanie McMahon became SmackDown general manager. Stacy would move to Raw, first as the marketing agent for Test, then the marketing agent for Scott Steiner, which became more of a business relationship on screen. Eventually, Kiba would become the unwilling assistant for both Steiner and Test, but would be free from the contract after Mick Foley fired both Test and Scott Steiner. Keebler and J- Jackie Gata would feed with Tori Wilson and Sable over being passed over by Playboy magazine in the run-up to WrestleMania 20. In reality, Stacy twice turned down Playboy to pose nude, with Stacy's team losing to Tori and Sable at the event, of course, WrestleMania 20. Stacy would score upset wins over Gail Kim, Trish Stratus, and Molly Holly, including pinning Trish on consecutive episodes of Raw, but could not defeat Stratus for the title at Mount Mercy in October. Stacy would appear in backstage segments with Randy Orton, who would be the would be on the business end of an RKO just weeks before Orton's bout with The Undertaker at WrestleMania 21. Stacy last, Stacy's last major storyline with Raw was as Super Stacy as part of a superhero trio with the Hurricane and the superhero in training, Rosie. Keebler treated with Victoria and singles and mixed tag bouts. In August 2005, Stacy would move to SmackDown and did mostly bikini and lingerie contests. Her bout with Jillian Hall and Velocity would try to be her last. She left WWE temporarily, then permanently in July of 2006 to compete on Dancing with, with the Stars, where she and partner Tony Devolani finished third to Jerry Rice and Drew Lachey. During the season, Judge Bruno Tonioli dubbed Stacy the weapon of mass seduction. Kibo's first major acting role came on the ABC series What About Brian in 2007. She has also made guest appearances on George Lopez. How I Met Your Mother, Psych, Chuck, Blue Mountain State, Punk, and the 2011 reboot of WWE Tough Enough. Stacy also had appearances in motion pictures like Bubble Boy and The Comebacks. In 2013, Stacy hosted her first reality show, Supermarket Superstar, for the Lifetime Network. At the height of her popularity, Stacy was one of the most sought-after women in the world, winning WWE, WWE Diva of the Year in 2004 making the Maxim Hot 100 every year from 2006 to 2012, peaking at number five following her Dancing with the Stars run in 2006. Appeared in FHM's 100 Sexiest Women List in 2008 and was the fitness editor for Stuff Magazine in 2005 and 2006, occasionally pinning her own column. After relationships with George Stoltz and George Clooney, Keebler married CEO Jared Puck. Pogri, I guess is pronounced it, in March 2014. The couple have one child together, Ava Grace, that was born in August of born in August of 2014. So happy 39th birthday to Stacy Keebler.
here to that here today here folks all right folks let's go ahead and that's it for our history and birthdays here for today uh october 14th let's go ahead and bring you of course what will take place here in the radio network here this week uh first off don't forget tomorrow first off we'll start with tomorrow afternoon with wws raw radio 138744 pound be sure to join King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and a plethora of guests as they, of course, talk about, of course, as you heard J.D. say just a few moments ago on our wrestling, on our eighth episode of Wrestling Championship Challenge. Uh, of course, they'll be talking about everything going on, going on this weekend, weekend in the sports world, forward with, of course, baseball and, of course, football as well. Also here, folks, <clears throat> they'll be talking about, of course, uh, the latest wrestling stories coming in here, including, of course, we'll definitely talk about what happened with Bound for Glory here tonight. Um, and, of course, we won't need to do any updates about Bound for Glory because, like I said, we did, of course, take care. We did take care of that during Wrestling Championship Challenge here a few minutes ago. Uh, also, of course, here are other wrestling stories making the rounds. We'll definitely have some discussion about that. Plus, also, we'll have, we'll have, they'll have the predictions for the main event and the prediction for the ratings. For tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw show, as well as, of course, predictions for uh, who will win tomorrow night's Monday Night Football game. So be sure to join GTS, JD, John, and the rest of the gang for Raw Radio tomorrow afternoon from 3 to 5 right here on Talk Show. Call ID 138-744-POUND. Next up on Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, uh, first off, Double Dose Part 1. First off, we'll start at 7 o'clock, 139-926-POUND with WWS Wrestling Revisited. And, of course, the King Ice will hop into the WWS time machine and talk about, of course, a big-time wrestling moment, match, pay-per-view, a very historical one. Indeed, of course, give your thoughts and opinions about, <clears throat> about everything about, about that particular moment or match. So it will be a lot of fun there. Be sure to join us for Wrestling Revisited tomorrow, uh, Tuesday night at 7 o'clock right here on Talk Show. Call ID 139-926-POUND. Then next up, ladies and gentlemen, this Tuesday night, I'll be back on with WWS Revolution. Our live video feed will be from OWNUS Warriors Legacy. We'll have your wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. Plus, we'll talk about what took place on Monday night, what will take place on Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. We'll talk about that on Tuesday. Plus, also some other fun things, including, of course, our official, uh, our official, of course, coronation ceremony. After the prediction title challenge here tonight for Bound for Glory, as we, of course, as we did find out here, a very close prediction title challenge. I will say the human suplex machine, John Gross, edged out the Black Widow, the, Emperor, the Empress, and the Heartbreak Kid by one, by one vote, <clears throat> and also edged out the Iceman by about, um, by about four votes. There to pick up the new NJPWS Bullet Club Championship, the official, the official, uh, the official uh, coronation of that title uh, to John will be take will take place Tuesday night on Revolution there as well as of course everything we just now talked about. Of course, like I said, a live video feed from OWNUS. Don't forget that. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound for that as well. Coming up here. <clears throat> Coming up here, of course, Wednesday night. Don't forget our triple threat Wednesday. First off, we'll, first we'll start things off with WWS outside the ropes. 6.30 to 7.30, of course, call ID 141387-POUND. 
<clears throat> as myself, JD, and John will bring you, of course, the latest stories, courtesy of, of course, Four Eleven Mania and other sources as well. JD will, of course, have your some sports news as well as the box office report. John will get his take on everything discussed. Plus, also here will, uh, <clears throat> but all plus also, of course, we will have, uh, of course, a, a little fun, a little, a little pop culture jeopardy. Of course, as part of our movie trivia challenge. So don't forget to join us for Outside the Ropes this Wednesday night from 6.30 to 7.30 right here on Talk Shoe. Call ID 141-387-POUND. This Wednesday night at, at 8 o'clock, don't forget WWS Wrestling Debate 139-925. As the Madness Kingdom will come on, we'll talk, we'll talk about some discussions and debates, of course, with what, happened, with what will happen tomorrow night on Raw, what will happen Tuesday night on SmackDown, and of course, with SmackDown 1000 coming up. As well as, of course, of course, what happened with the Bound for Glory pay-per-view this past weekend and other points of interest will be discussed as well. So be sure to join for wrestling debate at 8 o'clock this Wednesday night, 139-925-POUND. I'll be back on, of course, once again with the Wednesday edition of Revolution as we will have the latest wrestling news and views, history and birthdays. Plus, we'll give our thoughts and opinions on what will take place on SmackDown, this coming, on SmackDown 1000 this coming Tuesday night. We'll definitely talk about that on Wednesday. Plus some other fun things. We'll, we'll definitely have some other fun things in store for you. Our live video feed will be from ECWS. This is Extreme. So be sure to join us for that as well. 138055 pounds for that as well. This Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back on the air with NWO Wolfpack. Of course, we had to postpone Wolfpack last week due to the threat from Hurricane Michael. We ran into that after, of course, slamming into the Florida panhandle, of course, this past, uh, this past week. Uh, so we will we will have end up we will have NWO Wolfpack again this coming Thursday night from nine from nine to eleven. Of course, call ID one three eight five two one pound. Our live video feed will be from what we from NWO US Forever for Life, which is where we were, we were going to have it last week <clears throat> before postponing the show. Uh, we'll have your news and views, history and birthdays, and also some other fun stuff taking place there as well. So be sure to join us here for. For, w, for, w, for NWO Wolfpack coming up this Thursday night from 9 to 11, call ID 138-521-POUND with our live video feed from NWO US. Coming up Friday night right here, of course, on Revolution, our wrestling news and views, history and birthdays, and other fun stuff will take place as well. Of course, call ID 138-521-POUND. Our live video feed will be from the group Hardy Boys fans, so be sure to join us for, there for that. We'll have that. We'll have everything. We'll have a lot of stuff in store coming up this Friday night as well. As the, as I said, one three eight zero five five pound for the Friday edition of Revolution. This coming Saturday here, folks. Don't forget. Don't forget to be a, once again another uh, double header here. As we of course start things off with WWS Power Hour, as we'll be reviewing all the shows from this from this from, from this week. What take place on all of our shows from this from this coming week? Also, our wrestling history and birthdays for this coming Saturday. As well as, of course, some wrestling news, some wrestling news tidbits on 411mania.com. Be sure to join us for Power Hour this Saturday evening at six o'clock right here on Talk Shoe. Call ID, <clears throat> excuse me, one four one three six four pound. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, um, after of course some careful planning here, and as far as we know, this match is still going to be a go. We will, of course, have the match between. Uh, we will, we will, we will officially this Saturday night at nine o'clock. On episode number nine of Wrestling Championship Challenge, 
It will be, of course, the Heartbreak Kid defending the WWS Iron Man Championship versus the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, and they, I'm sure, it would be it would be a one or two more uh, big time matchup here, indeed. So be sure to join us for that. One four six five zero seven pound. If you care to listen in on that as well. So there you have it there for our shows coming up for this week in the radio network. And, of course, the phone number to call in for all of our shows in the radio network is 1-605-562-0444. I'll give that to you one more time. 1-605-562-0444. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you a couple of quick uh, wrestling, wrestling news stories, wrestling news bites, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. I'm sure they'll have a lot of stuff probably posted about down for forward, but we're, we're, we're going to talk about, like I said, this any, this. We're just going to do, like I said, a couple of quick. A couple of quick stories here. Uh, or we. Let's see what we have here. We got. We'll bring you three quick stories here before we close it out for for the weekend here, folks. Uh, let's get everything situated here. Okay. Jeremy Thomas, and of course, all we thank do thank our friends at Four Letter Mania for bringing us these stories here, for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network to bring you these stories on all of our shows here each and every week. Of course, including Wolfpack, Outside the Ropes, Raw Radio, Power Hour, and our promo and others. Uh, Jeremy Thomas brings us this story here as Bray Wyatt apparently is teasing a return with cryptic mess on Twitter. Bray Wyatt is cranking up the creepy factor to tease his WWE television. Wyatt posted his first tweet since September the 6th on Sunday, sharing what appeared to be phrased as some sort of report on a patient in an asylum. Wyatt has been on TV since Matt Hardy, who he had been teaming with, stepped away from the ring. It was reported in late August that he would likely be undergoing some slight changes to his character upon his. And Bray Wyatt, for his. First message here that he posted at 6.38 p.m. today on Twitter says, Day 23, subject is showing signs of progress at times. Violent outburst. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, subject is showing signs of progress at times. Violent outbursts are commonplace, spewing threats at our staff in multiple languages and reciting passages from by from Bible and hmm. and also at 6.46 p.m. he says day three subject believes God as well as several other entities speak to him directly they give him a scapegoat for seven creepy messages pulled a nail from his 6.50 p.m. he says 
pulled a nail from his cell. He was attempting to repent through torture, masochistic tendencies. At 6.52 p.m., Bray Wyatt posted on his Twitter, pray that after so many treatments that he'll be free of this affliction once and for all. Sincerely, Dr. M. Um, creepy, some creepy, uh, creepy stuff there, indeed. There, folks. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's see here. Jeremy Thomas brings us this story right here as Tammy Sitch, of course, as you know, better known as Hall of Famer Sonny, announces a comeback and the comeback slash farewell tour. Tammy Sitch has announced that she's embarking on a comeback slash farewell tour for 2018 and 2019. Sitch posted her Facebook page. She'll be doing her last 9 to 12 bookings, his autograph signings, wrestling shows, and party appearances before return, retiring the fight. You can, of course, read the full announcement, read the full announcement right here below. Let's go ahead and read this. And she says, <clears throat> I am pleased to announce I am taking bookings for my comeback slash farewell tour 2018-19. I am taking bookings for personal appearances, autograph signings, wrestling shows, and party appearances will be my final nine to 12 months before I call it a wrap. I am returning to school and leading life after next year as a normal member of society, the private personal life. 28 years in this crazy business has been far long enough. Please direct any booking inquiries to totallysunny1 at gmail.com. Please do not email for Scott Longer be doing them. I appreciate all your support over the past 28 years and cherish every moment. Let's make America sunny again for this coming year. Also, don't forget to follow the fan page. Business inquiries can also be sent there. Sunny, WWE Hall of Famer. was released for this month after serving time due to several DUIs and said afterward that she would be keeping her personal life private for So there you have it there, folks. This indeed. And one more story we'll announce here before we're calling in a wrap here, here for the night here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, this has been an ongoing story here that we've been talking about here. Uh, Joseph, uh, Jeffrey Harris, excuse me, brings this story right here as an update to our story. They've been talking about, of course, this concerning the Crown Jewel event that's put scheduled for November 2nd. Multiple sources are reporting that WWE's. Sorry, here, folks, apparently not. Multiple sources reporting that WWE's Crown Jewel is moving forward in Saudi Arabia. Here's the update. Additionally, PW Insider is claiming after speaking to a number of a number of WWE sources earlier today, the 14th, that the plan is still to hold the Crown Jewel event on November in Saudi Arabia. The report also notes that unless something drastic happens, plans for the location of the event are not going to change. So the current work of multiple sources is that the event as of now will still take place in Saudi Arabia. Here is the original story. 
As previously reported, WWE appeared to remove the location information for the scheduled Crown Jewel event from their main page for the pay-per-view show, as well as the link to buy tickets from. Later on, Deadspin's David Vixenspan addressed the issue on Twitter with the WWE spokesperson telling him if anything like that happened, it would be an error. You can see those tweets below. David Vixenspan, uh, whose Twitter handle is at David Bix, B-I-X, said this at 1.15 this afternoon. He said, well, what it's worth, if anything about Crown Jewel was removed from WWE.com, a WWE spokesperson is telling me that the event should be listed, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. And and, and also, Mr. Bix's fan actually promote a uh, uh, comment on his own tweet at 1:25 this afternoon. He said, "There's still a Crown Jewel event page under shows. It doesn't have an entry for the tickets and a lot of events. But it didn't. But it didn't when I looked last week when I was writing my article either. I looked on either Wednesday afternoon or Thursday morning. Additionally, Dave Meltzer reported for the Wrestling Observer newsletter via WrestleZone.com." said that WWE has noted that Crown Jewel should be listed on their schedule. Meltzer later shared the following tweet earlier today, saying that the show in Saudi Arabia is still on as scheduled. He said this at 1.27 p.m. this afternoon, and he says that WWE says Saudi Arabia's show is still on as scheduled. His Twitter handle is at Dave Meltzer, capital W, capital O, capital N. There have been calls for WWE to cancel or move locations Applications for the event due to the recent disappearance of a Saudi-born journalist and American resident named Jamal Khashoggi, who is believed by Turkish authorities to have been kidnapped and possibly murdered while visiting a Saudi embassy in the country. WWE released a statement that they are monitoring, in quotation marks, the situation. Currently, WWE Crown Jewel is slated for November 2nd Riyadh Riyadh, South Saudi Arabia, at the King Saud University Stadium. If the if the still event moves forward as planned, it will be broadcast live on the WWE Network. So, folks, we're going to have to continue to watch this very, very carefully uh, and see what happens. But apparently, it's saying that Crown Jewel looks like it's still going to be on. So, we're just going to have to keep watching this. And we'll keep everybody informed as to what will happen here. So, folks, on that note here, we do thank you for listening in to our promo here tonight. Uh, once again, I do want to extend my congratulations <clears throat> to, of course, uh, like I said, what was a, what was a very big-time matchup for the GFWS Global Championship. Uh, of course, the eventual winner with was the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach after showing a sign of respect uh, tonight, earlier this evening, and relinquished the, the global title to the human suplex machine, John Gross, on what was one heck of a match in, in her own words. So, ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine, John Gross, is now your GFWS global champion. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we did also announce as well, John did also, also did win a predictable challenge for Bound for Glory. That means that uh, on, like we said, Tuesday on Revolution, he will be crowned the new NJPWS Bullet Club champion as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, our, our congratulations to everyone here 
And of course, also congratulations this, um, this past Saturday night to the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dobbs and the Iceman Jerry Geralmo. What was a good title for title match? Of course, like I said, uh, Michelle, of course, eventually winning, regain, retaining the DX US title and winning the NWO US title. But out of respect to out of respect to to JD, she she actually gave JD back the NWO US title. And she also relinquished the DX US belt, and now JD has the DX US World Championship belt as well. So, uh, congratulations to all involved here in both of our Wrestling Championship Challenge bouts last night and this, last night and tonight. And ladies and gentlemen, be sure to listen to all of our shows here this week here at Radio Network, as it will be, of course, a big time week here today, talking about everything regarding. Of course, the upcoming pay-per-views like Evolution and, of course, Crown Jewel, like we just mentioned. Uh, and also, of course, talking about Bound for Glory. This took place tonight. And so much, so many other topics that we'll definitely be talk, discussing and talking about here as well. For the entire panel, way too tough to handle, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening. This has been a promotion of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. Radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. So, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves and each other. Have yourself a terrific week. <clears throat> we will see you in the ring and also on the red carpet. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. And have a, and have a, as I said, have a terrific week. This has been, this is, this is the WCWS. Radio Network.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.